Because right now, when you do face crises, it's important to have that workforce, to have that hard infrastructure, to make sure that these supply chain issues don't happen. And that starts with bringing jobs back to America. Welcome to Better Together with Kosti Epifonsev, a podcast on parenting, business, and living life intentionally. We're here every week to bring you thoughtful conversation on making your own path to success, challenging the status quo, and finding all the ways we're better together. Here's your host, Kosti Epifonsev. Hey, y'all, this is Kosti, and today I'm here with my guest, Tanner Cox field representative for United States Senator Bill Haggerty. After working for Congressman John Rose's first congressional campaign and in his regional office in 2018, Tanner joined Senator Haggerty to serve as campaign field director and field representative. So, Tanner, this probably sounds really confusing to most people. For anyone who doesn't know, what's a field representative and what are the highlights of your position? Hey, Costa, great to be here today. And that's a very good question. Honestly, it took me a while in this job to figure out what exactly a field representative does. Essentially, I guess the best summary would be to say that I work with state, local, regional leaders to solve problems for the constituents in the region. That can go for a wide variety of different topics and conversations. And a lot of that means working with leaders on grants or anything federal-based. Our office does a lot of stuff. We can help people with passports. We can help people with anything that involves the federal government. That's a great way to serve Senator Haggerty. And he wants everybody to know that we are here to help with anything involving the federal government. Mm -hmm. And also my job entails representing him when he's not here because Senator Haggerty is in D.C. a lot working to serve the constituents of the region. And so he has to have boots on the ground to represent him and be his voice. I mean, he's one of a hundred people in the entire United States, which is 330 million people strong. That's a massive responsibility because he's he's also representing what three and a half million Tennesseans. Yeah, exactly. We have nine offices across the state, and up here I serve 14 counties, which is considered the Upper Cumberland region. Mm-hmm. And so that is a big responsibility to be both his mouthpiece and his earpiece. One of the best things about working for Senator Haggerty is he really does listen to his constituents on both the left and the right, and he tries to get all the opinions he can before making big decisions on legislation. Growing up, did you always want to be in politics and work on campaigns? Not really, no. Actually, when I started at Tennessee Tech in 2016, I was a pre-med major. But then I kind of found my passion in politics and started locally and uh, got to meet some wonderful people like uh, Representative Mark Green from Franklin and Congressman John Rose, who I started working for. So it was just a great opportunity and I really love what I do. What sort of energized you or invigorated you to want to start in politics? Was there an inflection point? Really, uh, when starting in college, it was in the 2016 presidential election, which, as we know, is was one of the most polarizing times ever in our country's history. I got involved in that race, of course, on the Republican side, and that was really a huge time for new Republicans, new conservatives. And with the college young people movement, it was really a great opportunity at Tech to serve as president of the Tennessee Tech College Republicans, along with Elizabeth Webb. And we had a great time working hard for that election. And that's really what invigorated that political side of things for me. And so that was when I had the opportunity to kind of start getting involved with the local county party and then work my way to Congressman Rose's first campaign. Day to day, I mean, what kind of work are you doing on the front lines to address issues that are facing Tennesseans? So every month I try to visit each county in my region. And so what that means is I go into Warren County and meeting with Mayor Haley and seeing what's going on in his county and letting him show me exactly 
exactly what his people are facing. And sure. this region has a lot of different aspects to it. As you know, Putnam County is the largest county, and it's a very up-and-coming county and city of Cookville, of course. And then you have Cumberland County, which faces a lot of retirees, a lot of people moving in from red and blue states across the country. Mm-hmm. And they face completely different issues. So really just getting down and meeting with people and figuring out what their needs are and how we can help, whether that be seeking grant opportunities for counties or for service organizations or just whatever we can do to serve. What are you hearing right now as you travel to the 14 counties? Is there any consistent messaging that you hear? I would say the biggest messaging that I hear right now is is workforce concerns. Uh, a lot of business owners are having trouble finding people to work. That's an issue across the region, and that goes deeper than just COVID in this area as well. We have a lot of issues in the area that involve workforce development and making sure that the kids in these counties are getting the proper educational tools, whether that be through uh, higher education or through technical school to serve in these jobs. Do you think that that's the biggest issue, the workforce, is the development of the workforce, or do you think there's other underlying issues that are contributing to these labor shortages? I think that there's quite a few. And of course, right now we know that COVID is having a big effect on workforce in the region. And I think it's important that we encourage people to get back to work. But I also think it's important that we give them tools to do so. And if you want to kind of take COVID out of that, I think across the region, we have some issues with making sure our kids are properly trained for the workforce. Mm -hmm. Because I know that there's opportunities for manufacturing jobs in the region. We just have to make sure that the next generation's trained to take those jobs. Tanner, let me touch on the manufacturing part. We have been for the last year, really two years, in a supply chain crunch. It seems like everything is becoming a little bit more difficult to get. Prices are going up uh, in in response to the supply chain issues that we're facing. You come from Jamestown. It's a small town in Fentress County that has a strong manufacturing history. I mean, in the 70s, uh, even somewhat in the 80s, you guys had a few factories that employed probably the entire town of Jamestown. Since the late 80s, 90s, 2000s, and so on, we've shifted as a country, and Jamestown is a perfect example of this, to a more service-based economy. Now we're facing these supply chain issues because we don't manufacture most goods in the United States. Instead, we get them from abroad, places like India, China, Vietnam, places like that. Do you feel like we need to reverse course? I know you don't want to speak for Senator Haggerty in terms of policy positions, but do you believe that it's time for us to invest back into manufacturing and not rely so heavily on globalization? Yes, I do. And I think Senator Haggerty would back up that point as well, that, that it is important to bring jobs back to America and do it right. And like I said, that does start with workforce and that starts with hard infrastructure. I mean, you see in Fentress County, one of the reasons why they lost a lot of manufacturing jobs is because they don't have the roads. Right. Of course, Highway 127 is undergoing its renovations currently, but hard infrastructure is a big thing in America because right now when you do face crises, it's important to have that workforce, to have that hard infrastructure to make sure that the supply chain issues don't happen happen. And that starts with bringing jobs back to America as well and making sure that we are well equipped in the future to handle future issues. Uh, and I was listening to a podcast this morning about semiconductors. And, you know, that's been something that's debated in the news for almost a year. They are saying that the issues regarding semiconductors won't be resolved for one to two years. And 
so there was a company out of Taiwan that is building a factory in Arizona, but we need like 10 more of those types of factories just for one specific component as simple as semiconductors. The investment that we can make uh, in the country with regards to manufacturing is, is huge because if we could be in control of these type of supply chain issues that we face, especially in the 21st century, we'd actually have an answer to respond, you know, to keep from being short on masks and short on ventilators or toilet paper, you know, stuff like that. I think that's great that Senator Haggerty supports that position. It's very important. What's a common misconception about state legislation and the role that our state congressional members play? I think that's a great question. And I think that that there's a lot of ways you could go with that. For Senator Haggerty, myself, one of the biggest surprises to me is you see these people on campaign commercials, you see these people on TV, they're a lot of times larger than life figure. But someone like Senator Haggerty is a family man. He's very close with his family. They go everywhere with him. And and that's just a, a different side of him. You know, a lot of times in politics nowadays, it's very polarized. But he is a real person who struggles with things just like you and I do every single day. And he does take these decisions that he has to make about legislation and the way he represents the people of Tennessee just very seriously. And I think it's a very uh, honest way to be about the way he makes his decisions. And so I would say that that would be one of the biggest misconceptions of probably the public. When you see someone on Fox News, you think about a political figure, but he really is a real family man. And and he does take these decisions to heart. I love that. He's uniquely positioned. You know, he was the ambassador to Japan for some time. He helped sort of bridge the gap so that Nissan moved his headquarters to Tennessee. And Japan is so much on the cutting edge of technology, automation, and various other forms. So I think that when it comes to solving some of the issues that we talked about prior to this, he is very well positioned to be a a driving force. So I'm glad that he's in the office of senator. He can be very effective in that role. So you've worked with both John Rose in the House and Bill Haggerty in the Senate. From your perspective, what should voters know about the role that these offices play in state and local districts? Obviously, there is a difference for working for the House and for the Senate. Uh, The Senate has probably a wider breadth of options that we can have for serving constituents. Of course, there's 537 House members and there's only 100 senators. So it's a little bit more of a tighter club there in the Senate. But I think that the way that these offices can affect someone's life is if you have an opinion on an issue, if you have anything like that, send a letter to our office, give me a call on my work phone, and we can talk about it. And that's the that personal connection. And Senator Haggerty does hear what you have to say. Everything you send in gets to his desk. Your voices are heard. And that can also mean working with local service organizations or whatever it may be about working for federal grant opportunities or anything like that. Sure. That's Habitat for Humanity in Cookville, who we've helped with a couple of things. It can go a long ways. This is the first time that Senator Haggerty has had an office here in Cookville, right? Correct. We are the first Senate office to have a Upper Cumberland Cookville office. Wow. That's great. And John Rose, I think his office moved here whenever he was elected? Or Correct. Former Congressman Diane Black had an office here, but John Rose made uh, this his primary office in the district. Which means, and I've said this before on the podcast, there's a concentration of opportunity in this area. For the first time, we have a House and a Senate office, One and the House being obviously the primary office. We're positioning Cookville and the Upper Cumberland for exponential growth. When constituents call in for Senator Hagney, what type of things do they want to talk about? Um, I would say that some of the biggest issues we get right now is regarding the vaccine mandate. 
day, whether that be personal vaccine opinions or for choice, because of course the vaccine is a huge issue. And I can tell you, Senator Haggerty is vaccinated, but he does believe also that it is a personal choice. That's interesting. Being an employer that has um, over a hundred employees, I am waiting with bated breath for the Department of Labor and OSHA to send out their rules and regs. Uh, And we've been talking to our employees internally about what comes next. And it's a very passionate conversation. I mean, and it's it's delicate and sensitive, I'd say is probably the best word to describe it. And I can't even imagine what that's like for someone that actually is a decision maker being at the tip of the spear like Senator Haggerty is to have constituents pleading with him that, you know, this is not something that we want to be forced to do. And I completely understand people's position on that. Yeah, it is a very passionate issue. And Senator Haggerty filed a letter to bring the OSHA regulation up for congressional review. Whether that happens or not, I'm not sure, because one of the struggles that we have being Republican Senate is we're in the minority right now. Even though it's a tie with the tying vote going to Vice President Harris, uh, it is difficult to get a lot of the legislation passed right now. Have you ever been to D.C.? I have. Do you like it? I like it. What was your experience like? The vibe is a lot different than the regional office. How so? The D.C legislative aides, they they know everything front to back. They can look through a 250 page piece of legislation in 30 minutes and tell you anything about it. And it's a very hot paced environment as well. Like 12 hour work days. Yeah, or even more. Wow. I mean, but they're there because they want to work like as chief of staff to president or a senator. They want to be in the room where it happens, so to speak. It seems like Washington, D.C. I've never been, but it seems like an intoxicating place. It is. So you, sh- you should get up there and, and I'll set up a visit so you can visit the office. Voters often feel powerless. They feel disconnected from their elected officials. How can individuals get an audience with someone like Senator Bill Haggerty to start making an impact and solving issues in their state and community? I think that there's a lot of ways that people can get involved in their community, whichever side of the aisle you're on. There's countless service organizations that are a great way to get a part. There's leadership organizations. The fastest way that you can get to someone like Senator Haggerty is talk to me. Sure. And we can point you in the direction. But always being involved, whether that be your local Republican Party, your Democrat Party, and just getting involved in local politics is a great, great way to do that. And there's a lot of city council races coming up next year. County commission races will all be up. And so we'll have a lot of opportunities over the next year and a half to really get involved in the local area. Yeah, politically engaged. I like that. That's very good. What does your campaign hope to accomplish over the next six years? Because Senator Haggerty's term ends in, in 2027. So what are his biggest goals? I would say some of his biggest goals are making sure that the constituents in Tennessee know that they're represented well. And I think that that always means being a sounding board and an earpiece to hear what Tennesseans right. have to say so he can go to Washington and represent them how they see best. You know, talking about legislative goals, that changes so often. And that really is an issue or oriented process because what's important now may not be important a week ago. We saw that with Afghanistan a month back, came out of nowhere, and now you don't hardly hear anybody talking about it. And so I think just always being on your toes, being prepared for anything that happens and being prepared to address problems, I think is is one of the goals of our office. 
I'm sure, you know, before working for a senator, you probably did your homework. I mean, what do you think makes Senator Haggerty so successful? Because he's not like a regular senator. He's not. I think his experience is second to none. Uh, of course, his background in banking and being able to step in and be Tennessee economic commissioner for Governor Haslam, that's a huge asset. Already worked in the state government. We work with Tennessee ECD all the time now to make sure that when they're recruiting businesses to Tennessee, they know that we want to be an asset, whether that be helping people with passports, with visa issues, moving their workforce in. Those connections go a long way. And uh, Senator Haggerty talks to Commissioner Rawls often and makes known that we do want to be an asset to them and then serving as ambassador to Japan with all of his foreign policy experience. That's a great way to step into a Senate job. And I think that's one of the reasons why he has got off to such a fast start in his first year, because not a lot of freshman senators are able to get done what we've accomplished this year. You know, interestingly enough, a professor told me, she said, you know, it would be great if people actually studied for the job that they wanted. You know what I mean? Like, say, for example, if you wanted to be a doctor, right, you would have to go through school. If you wanted to be a lawyer, you would have to go through school. And you would also have to intern or practice before someone gave you that type of responsibility. And Senator Haggerty is the example of that about putting the time in, learning the dynamics of all the various functions of a senator, the foreign policy aspects. You know, it's the Senate's responsibility to declare war. So, I mean, you have to understand how foreign policy works, right? Being on the Economic Council. I mean, there's intangibles that, this is why I love Tennessee, is because people, when they go and do something, they actually are thoughtful about it. Like, they're not just like, guess what? Tomorrow, I'm going to run for president. It's like, let's be thoughtful. Let's think things through. Because if you want to reach the country and you want to do it from a perspective that brings unity and provides a, a message that will bring people together to make a good choice, you have to have experience to be able to portray that message. Correct. And that's interesting because a lot of times in the political era we're in today, it's it's a good thing not to have experience because of the political outsider era that we're in. But then you have someone like Senator Haggerty who does have experience and is able to step in and get off to such a fast start in his Senate career. So we're entering campaign season. Tanner, for you personally, what's your ambitions? What's next on your agenda other than get married? That's probably number one, of course. But I think it's going to be important over the next year to stay involved. And I love where I'm at right now working for Senator Haggerty. Um, I, I hope to one day attend law school so that I can start a law firm here in Putnam County. But I love where I'm at right now and what I do. And I'm super excited to serve Senator Haggerty. I love it. So we always like to end the show on a high note. Tanner, who is someone that makes you better when you're together? That would have to be my fiance, Shannon. She is, she's beautiful. She is everything that I'm not. She makes up for all my blank spaces. Uh, she's a she's a teacher. She has a heart for service. She truly loves making a difference in people's lives and she's made a big difference in mine. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Better Together with Costa Yepafonso. If you enjoyed listening and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Leave us a review, or better yet, share this episode with a friend. Better Together with Costa Yepafonsive is a Costa Yepafonsive production. Writing and production by Morgan Franklin. Want to find out more about Costa? Visit us at costayepafonsive.com. We're better together.